Urbanites do not understand the hunt-and-kill culture of the South. Man has hunted for food, for sport, for camaraderie, and for blood for centuries. It's all ego to the unenlightened, but there is something more to it. A quickening, a language of subtle signs between father and son, signals that liberate and strengthen, and sometimes wound and scar. But it's hard to see anything when you're smack in the middle of it. One sunrise in 1973, my dad was standing in a duck blind in a Louisiana marsh with a duck call in his mouth and his right index finger on a trigger. He eyed the ducks over the early morning horizon and identified each type. Sun, mallards, 700 yards, 3 o'clock, get down. He then blew his duck call and simultaneously tried to keep me from spooking our prey as they circled toward their watery death. In the beginning, Dad saw the birds long before I did, but I was a quick study, and by now, at 11 years old, he was calling me the Hawk and Eagle Eye, the same nicknames his father had given his mother Nettie, who never missed a thing. Occasionally while waiting, Dad would slip from his jeans pocket the worn leather flask he'd inherited from Hop and take a drink. Don't look up, son, he said between calls. Don't move. I'll tell you when. They're almost in range. Let them pass one more time. You take the one on the right, I'll take the one on the left. He never once uttered the words, let them pass one more time, without them passing one more time. He was a blood prophet. I loved hearing those words. Let them pass one more time meant that we had them, that he had convinced the birds that it was safe to land near the plastic ducks that floated on our pond. He would crouch down a little lower and let the Benson and Hedges menthol 100 cigarette fall to the damp floor made of the wooden two-by-fours that held our blind sturdy over the water. With his throat strained and his gaze piercing, he would watch the birds fly lower, and his head would pivot left to right as he changed the cadence of his calls. I watched the cigarette as it hissed on the damp boards, and I watched patiently for his next instructions with my finger on the trigger. When the birds were close, but not close enough, he'd place his hand on my shoulder and turn his head slowly, catching my admiring stare as he tracked the airborne movements of our prey. Then his hands, which looked just like mine, moved slowly from my shoulder down to the stock of the Model 12 Winchester that his father had given him twenty years earlier. Son, he whispered, they're right over the decoys. Get them. The ducks were always closer than they needed to be. Dad worked hard at making sure I would get a good shot, and he always let me shoot first. From the earliest time in our family, for reasons I would only later understand, I gravitated toward Dad, and Brian gravitated toward Mom. When I jumped into Dad's lap as he watched Walter Cronkite in his lazy boy reclining chair in the late afternoons, our union was instant. Whenever I leapt onto him, wherever he was, It was like a hot knife through butter. He wouldn't have to move. He wouldn't have to strain. He didn't have to adjust his arms or fix his hair. We just fit. Brian never fit like that with Dad. One fall afternoon in the late 60s, Dad, smelling of blood and beer, burst through the kitchen door from under the carport. I was eight at the time, and Brian was ten. I took my eyes off the Hot Wheels. I'd assembled beside a makeshift starting gate on our living room floor and Brian paused from his drawing tablet at the dining room table. 
Follow me, boys. I got something I want to show you, he said, toting a green and white igloo cooler, spotted and streaked with mud and blood. Mom walked to the back door and held it open for him as he kissed her hello. It always made me happy to see them kiss. He set the green ice chest down on a picnic table on the backyard patio. I was excited to see what was in it and stood by him like a dog stands by his master. Brian walked out onto the patio and stood by me, curious too. Brian, have Mom get me my fillet knife from the cabinet over the refrigerator.